0: Alright, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, another nice episode to of Tea Time, What's second, time is it? 5.39, Wednesday, 27th, December, 2023. Second time on. Second time, Diego returning, the king <laughs> is back. What's up, Diego? Who are you?
1: How's it going? Uh, well, <laughs> we just talked about intros, so, yeah, no, I'm a stem cell re- researcher right mm-hmm. now at Harvard. I'm in a lab that focuses on regeneration and stem cell biology, super fascinated with AI, philosophy. I like to paint in my free time. Slackline and ride motorcycles. So
0: just the perfect academic. <laughs> the best professor. <laughs> An academic weapon. You're gonna
1: be a sick ass professor, bro. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever teach. I hope so. You gotta start smoking. Smoking. Get a pipe. Get nah. a pipe. I'm not big into tobacco. Although I heard nicotine is actually really good for you on its own like it just has a thing that pros and cons i've heard that it prevents alzheimer's and also promotes angiogenesis in your brain so you get more blood vessels so i've considered i don't know in some sort of biohacking type realm maybe Mm. putting a patch on but i definitely want to read more papers before i just start ingesting nicotine it's like too related to tobacco to me and i'm not i saw something
0: that it's like nicotine is more addictive than crack it's like 47% of people who try nicotine get addicted mm-hmm. versus or some level of addiction yeah. versus like crack is like low 40s, maybe high 30s. That's
1: crazy. I uh, I've been with some people and they can't stop touching their uh, nicotine um, Oh yeah. Their all the time. Well, it's, it
0: it it's, it's very odd what, like the 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 sort of storyline of like the first time you do it versus like are you regularly using it? Mm-hmm. Has it been a while? Have you been drinking? What is the scenario? Cause like the first time you do it, the first time I remember do- doing it, I got a vape off of Amazon when I was like fifteen, <laughs> and it came with nicotine. I was like, "This is going to be my thing." Which is, don't <laughs> do it. it. Do you do not want it to be your thing? Nicotine, I think, is probably one of the worst drugs. Um, just like price to benefit ratio, whatever you want to say. Wait, really? there. Is
1: this is a cost a lot. To, like no, it's to just honest, like, like it's I'm, not.
0: It's a very fleeting like sensation. Yeah. Doesn't everyone who smokes cigarettes, they eventually
1: go up to like a pack a day.
0: You could go like, I mean, you see people who vape, like some people go through a vape a day. Like you would, yeah. and especially just the convenience of it. It's when, when it's a cigarette, right? You have to go outside mm-hmm. or even, you know, it's like you have to start it and finish yep. it. Right. Versus a vape. It's anytime activate, you can put it right down. You can take one hit, you can take five hits, you know, mm-hmm. you can just sit there and puff on it until it runs out of battery.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so it has, I think made it a lot more, ...powerful of an addiction, also just the concentration of nicotine. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, you know, you talk about cigars, which I think is probably the nicest version of nicotine, um, where, like, it's you're not inhaling anything, right? Or you're not, like, because you have the, you know, dips or gums, um, where that's like tobacco or something with Mm -hmm. nicotine in it that's seeping in through your gums. Yeah, yeah. Versus, um, like, when you puff on something like a pipe... Or a cigar. I think it's still going into your uh, gums mainly. You get a little bit in your lungs, mm-hmm. but it's not like you do not want to inhale a cigar. That will make you throw up.
1: Reminds me of the scene from the Sandlot where they put the tobacco in their mouth and they all like, blow chunks. That yeah. is
0: so like the when I turned 18, I wanted to get cigarettes because I was like, mm-hmm. you know, because back in the day, back in my day, we could buy it at 18.
1: Oh, The smell has my... always been such a turn off to I've never, like, I always, gotten your drugs.
0: I used to, when I would walk past cigarettes, I would smell it and I'd be like, that smells so good. Really? That, like, a lit cigarette at a small distance, that smells good. The smell of cigarettes on a person, disgusting.
1: Mm.
0: Um, And then, you know, when you puff a cigarette too, it it depends on where I've been, but like recently you puff it, you're like, (laughs) and depending on the type of cigarette as well. Um, But it's just, and then the smell after smoking the cigarette, then it's like, oh my God, these smell terrible.
1: It's like, campfire. it's like campfire, say when it stays in your clothes, then you hate
0: it? I don't, but I like campfire when it stays in my clothes. Oh, really? Okay, no, I don't. Know, I think it's like a taste aversion kind of thing. Because it, so like the first time I, I got nicotine legally, um, I turned 18. <laughs> yeah, no 16 year old Amazon purchases. I turned 18. As soon as I got out of high school, I went straight to the Wawa and I was like, give me a, uh, a pack of Copenhagen
1: Wintergreen, which is dip yeah I think my dad was talking about Copenhagen the other day that's for the high rollers you that know? is like if you're like big into nicotine that's like big into the cilantro. strong shit that is
0: like for dip cause that's like quality dip yeah, yeah, too yeah. most people get like the cheap shitty like skull yeah, yeah. or something like that versus like these are like the American spirits of dip mm-hmm. um and so when I when I asked for it the the lady laughed at me She's like no way and I showed that's her it. Awesome. I was like it's my birthday and she was like alright like fine she gave it to me um and I packed like I should have packed a little lip. I, I packed like a full Damn. a full lip, uh, like a man's worth. And I was driving home, and at first the sensation because it's it, it it's it's like a numbing, but also like a charging sensation, kind of like a cooling. Like I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like if you smell like a strong like mint. And you ever have, like, you smell like a menthol or mint and it, like, clears out your sinuses? Yeah, like eucalyptus. Like yeah, uh, yeah. It's like that for your body kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and so you feel that. And, and with the the dip, it's a lot more sustained. So, like, with cigarettes or vapes, it's you inhale, hits, and then it kind of subsides. And then you can kind of build it. If you hit it, like, a bunch of times, it'll build up and it'll last a bit longer. Um, but with the dip, it's just kind of a constant flow and it, you know, it really draws it out. Hmm. So at first I'm like, this is pretty great. <laughs> you know, I'm chilling in my car. I'm like, man, I'm going to be a dip guy. This is great. I'm spitting in a water bottle. And then as I'm on the highway, I'm just like, oh. World suspense. Oh, you just feel nauseous. You feel sick and tired. You're just like, You're just like yeah, yeah. oh, uncomfortable. And, and so I spit it out. I just instantly went through the, the can away. Um, but oh. it's. Like, it's very... I don't know. It, it When you do, like, a cigar, you don't really get that kind of
1: buzz. It's almost Wait, like... So a, what, where does the buzz term come from? Do you feel a rush to your brain? Or like a... Like, a zzz, like something like that? Uh, or is what? that like... Like, why does that term come up when people talk about nicotine? Well, because it, it, it is like... It's just like a little...
0: Zzz, and then it's... And it's not like in a shocking way, but it's, it's a... It's a quick sensation that then is gone. Kind of thing. You inhale you feel it as soon as it goes into your lungs and you feel it kind of in your body and then it quickly recedes
1: oh and then nothing else like no after effect not
0: really i I mean if you if you hit a lot of it then you can have the buzz last a bit longer but then that can lead into nausea and that
1: nausea will last sure i've been listening to alex from and he always talks about nicotine as like a global reward he Mm. uses it whenever he wants to crank in a writing session and he'll put the nicotine patch on Mm. so it just totally reinforces writing Mm -hmm. and I've heard of stories where people go out and start running or something like that, they'll reinforce it with a nicotine patch and all of a sudden they're addicted to running and they've run two marathons. That's interesting that's like the reason I would want to use something like that, if I could somehow biohack my way to like the most optimal behaviors, Mm. I mean obviously it'd be great if you could just go ahead and influence your mind like a sage, you know, perfect absolute control <laughs> absolute peace absolute control but if you can also figure out different ways that enhance you such that you can get that sort of control that like other people would take like five years of meditation to get through mm-hmm. that'd be really nice because then you could just go run two marathons go like write an entire is, book in like a week you're playing with fire yeah no. every time I think about drugs I always think about that it's like a cudgel to your brain I always think about the scene like I did an internship uh, with mm-hmm. a neurosurgeon and every little like finite movement was so careful when they were like operating mm-hmm. someone's brain, and now to think that like you're flooding that system with drugs or like with some I don't even big th- global thing. I wasn't thinking about it like that,
0: like damaging yourself. Mm-hmm. I think more like it's the like the addictive nature of it is you fuck around, you can get addicted. Sure. Yeah. And and it's not like you can't overcome addiction, but it's just like you've you this is now something you have to deal with mm-hmm. of because nicotine addiction is very like y- you're sitting and it's like an itch you can only scratch with this one thing and it's mm-hmm. like a mental itch and you're like ooh and you and you're constantly like it's like you're hungry for your argue you're you know that's trying terrifying. to convince yourself no that's like that's oh a- no if i get it like this one time and then i'll throw it away and then it's like oh no it'll be okay or this time and it's always better in your mind, your memory of it is always better than the mm. actuality. You're
1: chasing that first high or it's, whatever.
0: It's, it, I mean, it's the first high but it's also like a make-believe high mm. that as soon as you take that drag, you're like, oh, what the fuck did I do? You're like, this sucks. <laughs> post-nicotine this is no clarity. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is not what I expected. This is not, and I knew, and you always, it's like, you always forget. It's you. You can't. It's so hard to remember the, the post-nicotine clarity pre-nicotine to convince yourself no. Especially, too, if you feel like shit and you also feel nauseous and it's just not that good of a of a buzz. Yeah. It's like, why can't I, like... You know, mm-hmm. you know it. You never know it as well as the, that very moment That's, where it is pure truth
1: versus yeah. after a little right. while, you can kind of, like... But mm. you got, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it lasts. That's so interesting. I feel like that is one of, like, a, mo- like a modern dopamine gravity well I feel like there's so many of those, that, those yeah. nowadays whether it's your phone whether it's nicotine whether it's I don't know girls masturbating <laughs> yeah. like all these other things I feel like it's, the some tech bro somewhere said that the this best skill that you should learn in like nowadays is how to avoid those gravity wells those mm. dopamine pockets
0: yeah that that makes sense because it is like people talk about the delayed gratification but I think it is very much like it's it's a cheap kind of high and it's it's um i don't know if you've heard like steve rinella talking about like there's different types of fun like like it's like a roller coaster is easy fun right you Mm -hmm. just get on you have fun yeah but you never talk about like a roller coaster afterwards like oh you remember that time we went on that roller coaster that was so much fun versus like a long hunting trip where like in the moment it sucks but afterwards you're like oh my god that was so Mm -hmm. much fun of like It's these things that it's not some sensation you can go and just buy and get quickly or just, oh, go on your phone, you instantly get it. It's something where it's like you have to put in a lot of effort to obtain this level of satisfaction and you get out a lot more satisfaction from it. Like it is sort of like nothing is created or Mm -hmm. destroyed kind of thing of like, you know, you're not putting in a lot of energy to get this like positive sensation. And so you're not going to get a lot of positive sensation out of it.
1: Yeah. I heard this thing where this guy was analyzing... All the big tech entrepreneurs, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Jeff Bezos, and it was saying he, the guy was saying that these people figured out a way to reverse that the chase for the dopamine, mm. and instead do this thing called hedonic inversion, where you chase instead the feeling of pain, you mm. chase the grind, you chase the oh the long hours, the mm. I'm sleeping in at the office, all like that a stuff. sadism, yeah, masochism, masochism, I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, you chase that masochism, I. Something about that I really like, and something about that also seems very scary. It feels mm-hmm. like a different type of gravity well. But if for some reason you choose that, that's the gravity well you want to sink into. Maybe, maybe you go for it. I that's think for you. It's it's a trade off. Especially
0: like you look at those people in particular. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg's still married, but you know, like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates—they're not known for good personal relationships. Like it, it seems like it's.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and well, I've been talking with. Um, Mutual, well, Nathan's been on before. Um, you know, he's talking a lot about like what is because he's getting all Christian, he's like what you know, false idols kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, it's like you're idolizing work, and so that will take away from other things. And it's sort of like you know, you have a set amount of time or energy, or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like if you put all your energy into work, you're gonna do really well at work, but you're not gonna have that energy at home or you know, like in whatever, you know, you might not have a lot of hobbies, like work is your life kind of thing. And I don't, that's something that I think, um, it's, it's not scary, but it's like, if you are looking at what do I want, you know, you walk up and you're like, I want to be Jeff Bezos, right? I want to spend all my time doing one thing. It's like, all right, well, you better pick a good thing. Mm Because you don't want to wake up one day and be like, I put all my chips on red and I fucking hate red.
1: We talked about this last time about choosing your regrets. Yeah, at a certain point, you need to decide this is what I want to do. Yeah, and unless you also decide to look at your life as a series of six or seven, ten to twelve year projects, maybe that's a different way. I know a lot of people Mm. who are really successful think about it that way instead. Not just oh, my entire life is one thing. My entire life is actually like. All these things that I'm kind of tackling in a huge time frame mm.
0: and it makes one big kind of mosaic overall. Like,
1: yeah, and then that's super unique because how many people can actually do that? How many people can decide, yes, my entire life is, I don't know, macrame mm. or crocheting or painting, f- photo-realistically with colored pencils. There's uh, like a an artist that I follow that does that and like she's better than anyone else right Mm. but i'm sure she does other things too she's also making sculptures yeah she's also being an influencer personality so Mm. that little like conglomerate of things that she is that's super unique and Mm. i feel like if you take that till oh i'm gonna go ahead and do 10 to 12 year projects on something i'm super passionate about you can just be an outlier because Mm. no one else is gonna pick that like series of things
0: well yeah i think i heard something about like um i didn't read the book but like some somebody on youtube read it it was like the one thing it's like don't try and do a bunch of different things to be like oh i'm a successful businessman i'm gonna do all these Mm -hmm. different forms of business like pick one thing and just do the fuck out of that one thing and just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and then you'll beat everybody else at that one thing and so like the obsessiveness is really advantageous if you want to succeed um because like everybody else who's, like, Mm -hmm. worried about, oh, I'm spending all my time. It's like, yeah, Bill Gates isn't wasting his time on his family. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's working. And every time you're out there having dinner or going to, like, your kid's soccer game, he's working. He is beating you. So that, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to be devoted. You know, you got to go to the mountains. You know, no partying, no, you know, no food or whatever the fuck that you want to eat. It's like, you are 100% devoted. And that's how you become the best.
1: I'm starting to acknowledge that more and more people don't want any sort of life like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been kind of seeking a bunch of personalities who are, like, in a all-encompassing way trying to pursue one of their passions. Mm-hmm. I really want people who decide that the world can be better and that they can make it so, mm-hmm. and they can go for it in their own uniquely way. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to find those people. But it's a little difficult. Like, there's only certain pockets that you can find them in. And also those people won't globally want to change the world. They'll want to change the world in their like own little sect, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been with slackliners who really want to be the number one slackliner they're doing flips and tricks while they're balancing on a tightrope and I'm like wow this is awesome I can be very passionate about it with them mm-hmm. but other people they're not gonna I don't know want to talk about science or philosophy mm-hmm. so I'll be like oh man I can't talk to you about everything I've needed to acknowledge myself that not everyone is going to be like mm-hmm. like across the board passionate about things mm-hmm. and you gotta find people you can hang out with and hang out with in different different realms well I think it's
0: I don't know useful gets a bit like manipulative but it's useful to have friends like that where it's like if I want to party I go hang out with these friends if I want to talk Mm -hmm. you know intellectually I go hang out with these friends if I want to go for a run I hang out with these friends and so it's like you know that's not what you you know you're not a you're not a running friend so I'm not gonna you know expect you to be a running friend and a smart friend
1: do you think you change your personality with different friend groups because I think I have a big problem not doing that I'm constantly the same person in almost every environment that i go into and i'm starting to think that way less people do that than i realize maybe i don't i guess it, i would think that it's
0: more of like how you
1: react to the people but i think i react in like a me sort of way and <laughs> i guess like so it i don't know if someone gets offended by like a certain thing mm. i'll react pretty honestly Like, not completely, like, brutal honesty, but, like, compassionate kind of honesty, Mm. but honest, you know, Mm. the way, the best that I can. And, like, I'm not just going to hedge around Mm. corners because of the certain group that I'm with. And I find that that bristles certain people that I'm hanging out with. Mm. Well,
0: yeah, but, I mean, that might just be your personality, not, like, conforming to somebody else's personality versus being the same person in every friend group. Because I think like if you're the same person in every friend group, like, I mean, there's like dominance hierarchies that are different in certain friend groups Mm -hmm. where it's like, all right, you know, in one friend group, you're not the smartest guy, but in the other friend group, you are the smartest guy. And so that changes how you're going to act or how people react to what you say. So to say you're the same person, it's like you're the same person, but in a different situation or like you're going to work versus you're going to hang out with your buddies at the bar. You're going to be doing something different which it's, like, location-based or activity-based, but if people only ever see you in that activity, you are, you know, oh, Diego's so (laughs) professional, right? But then, oh, they see you at the bar, and you're like, Diego, I've never seen you so crazy before. (laughs) And you're like, oh, I thought I was the same person all the time. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it's just different.
1: Because
0: you're not expressing your entire personality all the
1: time. Yeah, I guess. That's true. I guess what I mean is that in certain situations, I felt like square peg, round hole, mm. because certain people's environments are just not geared to accept, I don't know, certain viewpoints or like I mean, certain ways that- of speaking. Or, like, if it, if I'm, like, too honest about my opinions, people will be like, oh, why are you saying that? Why don't you say it this way or that way? Yeah, mm. yeah I don't know. That's
0: kind of, I think, I think that's just people, like, certain people are okay with honesty. Mm-hmm. And it's also, like, familiarity. I think there's a certain amount of... Um, Like cushion, like a lie cushion you meet you do when Mm -hmm. you meet new people. Yeah, of like, all right, I don't have to be not necessarily like like, totally honest with you when I first meet you, but it's like, okay, you can say some shit if I first meet you too. It's like I don't know that you're like gonna be a friend, Mm. so it might not be worth the fight of being like, oh, you actually suck. Like, stop (laughs) doing this. It's like I'm never gonna see them again. It's not worth you know trying to change their personality. Yeah, it's like you just kind of let things slide because it's like, why would I? Like, no, no, no. Yeah. But if you see him again, you see him over and over and over again, then it's like, all right, we have to make this relationship work to a certain yeah. extent. So you're going to have to change. I'm willing to change. What are we going to do about this? If you can't change, then you just hate each other. That's fine.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm currently trying to figure out what threshold I have for is this person someone I'm willing to put in the work to change? Because mm. I think some people I'm just like, oh, man, I can tell that this one will take four years of friendship and <laughs> a little bit of like being annoyed from time to time yeah. to be like, okay, I can kind of figure out how to move around and also maybe influence their more negative qualities. Cause mm. some of them are like maybe grading, maybe, maybe they're rude themselves or mm. something like that. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just don't have the time for that. Maybe I like only want to find like people who are already like that. I, I do girls f- talk about this a lot in dating, you know? Like, oh, like, change the yeah. guy. Girls always say, like, oh, I, I want to find a man who I don't have to fix, you know? Mm. And I think I've felt that with certain friends where I've been like, damn, like, I really want to just find the person who's up and running, mm. geared up and going. Like, and I want to work with them or do something cool with them. I don't think,
0: well, like, relationship wise, I think there's a difference between fixing and, like, growing together. Mm-hmm. Like, you're naturally going to change. So, you know, you're going to. Especially if you're in a relationship, you are going to change with them. So they're going to have some influence on how you act. So it's not like they're fixing you, but you're going to slowly kind of start to intermingle and change to kind of suit them better and them suit you better. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to, I get, yeah, changing other people, because I don't know that I meet people and I'm like, ooh, you're going to be four years. Sorry, <laughs> you know? Like it's, and oftentimes I'll find people and I'll be like, fuck you. And they're my best friends. They're always the people Uh, who I like, like the first meeting I'm like really fucking pissed off about or something (laughs) like that. Like it's very negative. It always like ends up turning out really good. I don't know. That's That's just me. Maybe I have a mental problem. Uh, (laughs) But like there's certain people too where like you have friends and there's a problem or there's something you want to change about them. But it's also like I don't need to change this yeah that brings some flavor to the relationship well it's it's flavor but it's also just like they're them i'm not i can't change their life the way i want it to be they can be themselves even if i think they should cut it out (laughs) you know for the most part it's good you know the the parts that count
1: the opposite isn't good either like i have one friend who i started hanging out with and almost every conversation we have like kind of they they went into philosophical territory. We agree on everything. Mm. And then we can just kinda of sit there like, Alright, what are we talking about now? Yeah. That's not good either, you know? Like we gotta <laughs> Oh yeah. You ever meet somebody and I'm like I've
0: met some people and I'm like, Oh, you're you're like you're me. You're the same kinda of like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you are, I know yeah. what niche you fit in. You are just like you meet a fellow gopher. And you're like <laughs> Man, we can't be digging her in the same holes, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sorry, bud.
1: This is my territory. Sorry, you're awesome. Go do you're your wholesome th- roles. Yeah,
0: fuck off. This is my <laughs> zone. This is my <laughs> habitat. Yeah. You need some territory. Because it's like, yeah, you have a, a a personality that fits into a certain niche of a group, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you. I don't expect you to be like Nathan. Because yeah. Nathan is Nathan. You're you. And then it works. And that kind of myth. It's like, right, if you're making a dish... And I thought about it the other day, it's like, because I was trying to get like a couple friends together and I was like, ooh, this would be perfect if you four hang out. <laughs> and part of it was like, that's kind of fucky. But at the same time, it's like, oh, it's going to be so good though. Mm-hmm. And it's like a dish of like, ooh, if I've put steak and I put like a little bit of blue cheese on it, that's going to go really well. And they get to enjoy the, the conversation that comes from it as well. So it's like, when you make a dish of people, you don't want just all beef. All beef people, right? Yeah. Unless you like that, but for the most part, it's like, nah, you need a little bit of salt in there, you know, you need maybe some veggies, something like that, maybe some carbs or like a broth. So you need certain people to fit certain spots in the conversation or in sort of like the personality medley. And so it's you know when you meet more of the same sure sometimes it's great to just have a fuck ton of lemon juice your lemon juice (laughs) on lemon juice crank up the lemon I love it talkies are the best you know turn it all the way up (laughs) but other times it's like all right we just need a dash we don't need you know especially like think about um, professional scenarios one jokesters that's good that keeps things light that keeps things kind of loose two two jokesters
1: you're not going to get
0: anything done and it's yeah, or you're gonna. There's gonna be a fight, or you're gonna piss somebody off. It's like, you can reel in one guy, but you get two guys and they start bouncing off each other. I had a friend in like middle school, elementary school, and they had to separate us because they knew it's like, oh, if we put these two together, this oh is, this yeah, is that chaos. happened
1: all the time. Like when you'd be sitting next to a desk of someone yeah. you liked, and then it's all. Yeah, because you whole- know, and so you have to tune.
0: It's like, no, no, we can't have. Well, I mean, think of it like chemistry. Is like, no, we cannot have these two reacting. <laughs> you do not put these two together. Sodium and
1: water. It's just- an explosion. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You go over here. You get your own special cabinet. Stay the fuck away from it. <laughs> so it's the same thing with people. It's like, and sometimes you have moods too. Like sometimes you see people, and you're like, we aren't those kind of friends. Where it's like, I'm not gonna see you every day, mm-hmm. and I don't want to see you every day. Not that I don't like you. It's like part of me is worried that it would be like this the relationship isn't fit for that
1: where do you normally see people cause I'm pretty busy I go to the work I go to the gym I hang out with my friends that I have now but I feel like there's a lack of third spaces like, yeah you know, other than the library essentially the maybe, library was always good maybe the internet you know? yeah But other than, like, going to a park or something and just hanging out, but sometimes that carves out a lot of time, you know? Mm -hmm. If you go and shoot the shit with another friend, you might spend eight hours because it's a great friend, Mm -hmm. and that relationship will be really solidified. But then again, how many close friends that you do eight hours with, like, on a regular basis can Mm -hmm. you really have? Your limit kind of starts to be hit once you...
0: I don't know. I don't know. I definitely don't have, like, a cheers scenario or a friends. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have my gang... Um, Like, I had one in college, but even then, there were a couple of, like, Mm -hmm. two or three different groups that didn't really, like, hang with each other.
1: Right. I had one, and then that friend group eventually fizzled out as those people changed. Yeah. I'm hoping that when I go to grad school, I'll find another one of those. But, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe you need, like, four or five cheers or friends, friends group.
0: I I don't know. I think it depends on just... Like the yeah, the lack of third spaces or just how things are structured. One, I mean, like the phone, right? I can call anybody anytime, Facetime anybody across the world. So in that way, it's kind of a it's a positive and a negative, right? I can call a friend who I wouldn't see anymore, mm-hmm. and they live in a different state. That's great, but it's also like, oh, now I would have had a friends group, but oh, I'm kind of like some of my friendly tokens or whatever are being spent on this person who I wouldn't be spending time with mm-hmm. if I ha- didn't have that, like, connectivity. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I don't find... Well, especially, like, I have a weird kind of, like, interstitial situation where I'm not, like, you know, working yet or so it's, I'm not, like, established as, like, a regular That's, adult. You have some
1: flexibility about yeah. you hang out
0: with. A lot of flexibility. I got people, you know, like, different cities or people who come in from town. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. But there's no, like... I think a lot of people use like gaming as a good third space, mm-hmm. but I don't have anything where it's like, I would regularly go here mm-hmm. and see a group. I think you could do that with like, like jujitsu or like a club. Like if you go to yeah. the same rock climbing gym all the time.
1: Yeah. I really want to go to the Harvard Jitsu club and they have mm-hmm. a thing over there. I, Is it free? Can you it's just free? Yeah. With my Harvard ID so I can go in. I'm hoping that there's like-minded people there. I mean, people who like, whatever they're researching and then also physical activity honestly i'm probably gonna find some people i think
0: location sorts people out that's true like like you wouldn't be you're not completely dissimilar because you both ended up in the same place
1: oh yeah boston is a total hub for science nerds like honestly, the first summer i was there like we were all saying oh like let's go to tall ship that's like this uh area by the water Mm. so many people um that one of our friends knew. She's like, "Oh yeah, that person's from Northwestern. That person's from here. That person's from there." Mm. Like she just saw like everyone she knew. Mm. You know, it was all these like um, people who came to be research assistants during that time. Well, I guess well, there's
0: levels. Like there's the 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 culture of the country, the culture of the city. But I'm like when I was saying, I meant like, oh, we both ended up in this coffee shop mm. because like I'm not basic, you're not basic, so <laughs> we're not gonna go to Starbucks, right? We seek out the weird niche coffee sure, sure. shop. Oh, we both have enough income to be able to spend on this overpriced
1: coffee. That's true. Yeah. Or you know, like that's why people like those Equinox gyms and like I don't know what that is. There's like these high-status gyms where you have to pay like, a ton of money. Oh. Like, up, up the ass to go in and work out, and it's because it's a big networking thing. Oh like, uh, yeah. Really attractive, really wealthy people, like people from old money, go there, I guess. What's well, like Ivy League schools? Yeah.
0: Or just anything that's exclusive and elite. Like, Mm -hmm. even, like, real estate in New York. It's like, oh, you can afford this building. Oh, okay. Like, we live in the same neighborhood. We're probably same socioeconomic status kind of thing. Like, okay, you have enough money to be on my level. Mm -hmm. Or, like, if you're going to a club. Like, I think that's something where people reach, where they, like, drive cars they can't afford. It's like they want to give off a persona that's bigger than them so they attract people who are bigger than them. So then they can kind of, like, climb up.
1: Yeah, certainly. so like the,
0: yeah the social climbers of like you know you don't really go here but you're trying to or like the people yeah. who like hang around mm-hmm. like harvard even though they don't go to harvard but they're kind of trying to like pretend like they do yeah. to be with there's harvard.
1: like a oh, i read this thing that like the lower class um they really don't like the sort of middle class idea of changing how you are Uh, when you go to your job and like making allies and like all this stuff they just Mm. want the like work to speak for itself um and that might actually be exacerbating like the class divide because you have no one from the lower class who really wants to reach because in their circles like among their friends they're like oh like why why are you doing that you're like not being authentic you're like trying to play up in status and all this Mm. stuff so like when you do see someone who's like i don't know flashing a nicer watch like trying to get a promotion trying to be buddy-buddy with the boss or manager Sometimes, like, people in their own social group will attack almost like they'll see, uh, like the tall poppy syndrome, yeah, yeah, they'll see that, yeah. You see like somebody
0: cool. climbing, you're like, Oh, you're trying to, like, what, you think you're better than me, you're yeah, trying to yeah. leave me behind, kind of thing. I get that. I don't, I, I thought in America, there's supposed to be like a different sort of culture behind it, of like, Oh, we're like, Yeah, anybody can be anything, so you congrat, you're like, Oh my god, he's doing it, like, look, he's climbing, like, look I how think high from the you top. Got.
1: If you're above someone, it's you, there's like no need to punch down, mm-hmm. but I feel like. Once you pass someone, people are like, oh, like you become mm. a reminder to them as to why yeah. they haven't done their own thing. Like, Yeah, but I mean, you could also be inspiration. Like, you, I guess for some people. You know, for you, other people who are like on the climb, I guess. Well,
0: it's like if you have friends who are around you who you're like, oh my God, he's so smart. He
1: knows so much. Mm-hmm. Is
0: that not, you're like, oh, I could be like that. I could get up there.
1: No, oh, yeah, totally. I feel I, like majorly though, people who are like in your own social circles, if they see you starting to like, out them mm-hmm. they don't take too kindly to that I don't know that might just be bad friends yeah maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe Maybe it's that thing I was talking about where I feel like I'm moving friend groups and I just like I'm mm. in an in-between state I kind of can't wait till I get to that new area where it's just a third place you know school's a big third place yeah I was at school for a while and now I'm like in a different city it's like hard to uh-huh. find those people so like when you go back and find another group maybe they'll fit more at home you know
0: yeah I don't. I'm not sure. I don't know exactly how I get like how those relate and like. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get like you go to a place you want to find a, like your niche and you're kind of in between. But what do you mean like? Have you felt people be like, oh, like how how dare you try to be better?
1: No, no. I think this is more like a thing I've been reading on the internet or seeing from other people. Mm-hmm. Like I listen to a lot of people who are on the climb, like Alex Formosie, some of these like other. Stories from people who are actually successful now like Jeff Bezos and Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. They talk about the people from back home and they talk about um, How they can't really go back, you know, it's, they're in a different mm. state right now When they go back it is a big reminder that you mm. oh, they're of a different class now of a different breed because they decided to actually make, make, make something of themselves, I guess mm. So, like how, how do you go back and relate to someone who's just like still doing the same job that they've been working at for 20 years and yeah they have no like ambition to go and like produce or make something different in the world. Not that those people are bad people. Like they, yeah. they always speak of them in like a really nice light, but it's like, what do you talk about? If like, you're not, if there's people who are building and the other people yeah. aren't building, like how do you?
0: Yeah. You're like, that's not for me anymore. Right. Like this isn't what that was and you can't, I don't know. It, it's cause it's on the one hand, it's like, yeah, you need people who are different from you. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I see some people and I'm like, I don't know how you're doing that
1: yeah I you can't have that big disconnect like a uh, bill gates doesn't know the price of a jug of milk you know like- no
0: i mean just like like you know somebody who works the same job their whole life i'm like i couldn't do that like mm-hmm. i would go insane yeah i think i don't you know maybe if it was like it's 100 like years ago down next year <laughs> yeah who knows um but like to me i'm like i would blow my brains out like there's no <laughs> way i could do that um but, and you know, you, you try on the one hand, it's good because it's like, oh, they're different, they're like that, you're not. Mm-hmm. So now you can have, there's a you know, something that you can kind of make out of that, right? Yeah. There's a gradient of personality that right. you can kind of mix around with that. But at the same time, it's like, you're that, I'm this. It's like, what you, you know, you're like, oh, let's go try this crazy thing. I'm like, no, I mm-hmm. like this. Like, I go to, um. Like, if I go to a restaurant, I want to try the craziest fucking food they have mm-hmm. normally. That's my, like, I don't know why, but I'm like, oh, they got balls? I guess I'm <laughs> eating balls. Sorry. Um, but I know people who are like, they eat the same thing at every single restaurant because it's, you know, it's comfortable mm-hmm. or because it's like, oh, I don't like trying new things. Or, or like, texturally, they're picky or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And to me, like, it's not, I'm just like, why? why are you like that? Like, stop. I don't know. Like, don't be that way. That way's bad. Be my way.
1: Right. I guess if you have a goal in mind, like, oh, I want to become 300 pounds, bodybuilder esque, like so and so, you need to not do that, or you're picking around, like always trying different foods and like mm. um, going for the dessert and the fat bomb and like all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you just have to do chicken and rice like 24 7, 24 7. So I think at a certain point, you do have to decide what is my lifestyle going to be and which interests and I don't know which uh, exposures do I really want mm. I guess I'm just trying to relate this back to the friend thing because sometimes you do want various perspectives because then you can be more worldly mm. you can understand a lot of things there's more connections you can make with more people but I think that there's something to be said about limiting the exposure you have to other beliefs that are not going to like propel you forward towards no. your goal. because some people might be like oh like No, like, what are you doing? You should totally start a family. You should totally settle down. You should hang Mm -hmm. out with us more. You should do X, Mm -hmm. Y, or Z. And if that's the case, and your mind is filled with those thoughts, Mm -hmm. how much more likely are you to to go ahead and be like those other people? Be like the people who you're not trying to be like, you know?
0: Yeah. It's not in a bad way, but when you hang out with somebody, you become like them. Like, it's like the five closest friends thing. So it's like you have to pick who you want to be based on who you are with. So, I mean, like, yeah, when you come, like, I mean, if you go come back home, right, and you're with those friends who you used to hang out with, on the one hand, you're like, you know, maybe you have grown apart in a certain extent, certain extent of like, yeah, you've changed because of where you've gone, they've changed because of where they've stayed. Mm-hmm. And so, at the time when you met and you were together when you like initially formed the friendship you were fit for each other because like oh we're both in the same school so we're doing the same thing and this is how you know we're the same age and not even that you're the same age but it's like it works out to where you two fit together Mm -hmm. in this instant but now circumstances have changed and you have been drawn somewhere else and so like by trying to refit these puzzles like you've (laughs) changed so you can't you aren't who you were and so you're not going to be the same friends that you were yeah but at the same time it allows you to kind of regress for better or for worse because I think if you go and do the things that you used to do together Mm -hmm. like it's not like you're gonna go to middle school with somebody when you come (laughs) back and you're 50 right but like if you kind of Do the same, I don't know, like childish things or like, it's easier, I guess, for college, right? You make friends in college and you used to party with them, but now you're a professional and you have a family and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then one time you see your college friends and you're like, let's tie one on, like, let's just go (laughs) fucking crazy. And it's like, okay, you're doing the same activity. So it's like, you are experiencing who you were with them. So you're kind of like recreating that moment in time. And it's not going to be the same, of course, Mm -hmm. but it's sort of like nostalgic, of, yeah. like, who I was, where, you know, in that place. It's not is good sometimes. But if you, like, don't
1: want to be that person again, then yeah. nostalgia can be really bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess yeah, it, it depends. And it, it, it just can be painful, too, you know, because, like, some people you're not, you're like, this isn't that anymore. And <laughs> you're not, you don't, you're not, like, interested anymore. Yeah. But like, you like...
1: You were really close at a time.
0: Yeah. And it was great during that time. Yeah. But now it's like yeah
1: I don't even recognize you um,
0: and it's not like ex-girlfriends where it's like oh I can avoid you right <laughs> cause it's like oh she's my ex-girlfriend oh okay yeah that makes sense so you're like you. You just oh it's like well we don't really hang out anymore uh-huh. and you're like oh why don't you like go hang out with them and you're like oh cause you can't be like oh he's my ex-friend like you don't break up with somebody right yeah, like right. Yeah, cut them off, fucking. (laughs) As soon as we're done, it's like, uh, uh, I'm not. We're not
1: friends. Like, (laughs) it's it's all a grind. Social clown. It doesn't. No, my
0: brain doesn't work like that. It's like, oh, if we were dating, I never want to see you again, or we're dating again. That's. It's either one or the other. I've done that with
1: a lot of my exes, and I think it wasn't the best thing. I think I thought to myself, oh yeah, let's just make it a clean break. Let's do this right, I guess, like by Mm -hmm. the book give it some time, but then I never like, reached back out, mm-hmm. and that hasn't been... I'm like, mm, maybe it would have been nice to just be like, oh, we're okay with being friends. Like, good terms. Like, like I don't know if I could do that. That's a it.
0: weird friendship.
1: I guess, maybe. But, like, some people do it, and I've heard of them doing it, and it's, like, not a big deal. I'm like, oh, okay, that's yeah. different than the way I grew up.
0: That's not me right now. Yeah. Maybe, but me right now, I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> no fucking way. I just can't do that. For better or for worse, it's like, no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I don't want to see you. Like, go. Stay the fuck away from me. Not because you're a bad person. But it's just like, that is not. It's weird. I don't. And it's like you're, you're. It's like you're pulling yourself apart. But you're still connected a little bit. Like, you're unmerged Because mm. you get so close when you're in a relationship with somebody. And now you're like, oh, yeah. I don't see you naked anymore. And it's kind of like a weird <sighs> thing. Because it's like, you're not hanging out with your buddy. And you're like, oh, yeah. I've seen the bro naked. It's like, you don't. Like, normally you don't raise your relationship to a certain crazy level of closeness Mm -hmm. and then turn it down and not have it. Because it's it's like, you know, you go back home, right? Speaking of past friendships or like older friendships, Mm -hmm. you were really close with somebody, but then you moved away. It's like, you could still like come back and, you know, be close with them. And sometimes you're like, oh, how have you been? You've been, oh, no, I'm really going through it. And like, there's that sort of level of like clearance, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, This is a good enough friend to where, okay, we can let him in on the real shit right now. Um, But, like, in a relationship, and if they're, like, an ex-girlfriend, you can't... I mean, one, sexually, that's a thing. But, like, even, like, secret-wise, it's like, you're kind of... Your clearance is revoked. You know, you're you're downgraded. I'm not telling you the real secrets anymore. And then it's like, okay, but if you start to tell them more again, it's like, do you get back in the relationship? Like, there was a reason... Mm. Where you were so close and it's like, we can't be this close anymore. And yes, like the sexual closeness versus the like, just friendship closeness. Those are two separate things. So it's like, I guess you could be really close friends, but not have sex with them. Mm. Um, And I understand the division. But at the same time, I think they're very intertwined. It's not like, oh, I'm still going to tell you all my personal secrets. We're just not having sex anymore. Mm. To me, I'm like, "Why, why not have sex? like or maybe it's like when you hook up with an ex-girlfriend when you come back into town and you're like oh you know like old flame and like people do that and then they get married it works sometimes because you re-put the clearance all the way back up but like being like oh we were we were engaged and then we decided to just be friends and you're like
1: what? (laughs) like yeah that's interesting I think that there's more people that have a different perspective than you than you think I think there's some people who come back and have relationships with their exes or previous hookups. I know some people from college who, oh yeah, they were dating for a while and then broke up, and now they're just complete friends. Mm. And they would even like tell them I don't know deep dark secrets and mm-hmm. hang out and be like super close in a way that like probably other people would be like if they were more conservative. Oh, like what are you doing? They're like, are you mm-hmm. getting really close with them? Or are you guys gonna get back together? They're mm-hmm. like, no, he's just, just a buddy, like that sort of thing. Mm. I know that might be weird. Is
0: that's just yeah? That's not me. Uh, yeah. i mean because yeah, that's yeah, yeah different strokes different personalities mm-hmm. that doesn't work for me but some people are like yeah why wouldn't i be friends with them yeah i i don't know <laughs> that's just how i operate uh something in my brain is like uh-uh.
1: nah 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 <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about earlier about the like six foot threshold
0: yeah that oh i <laughs> fucking hard right on that
1: hard right I, I think i gotta
0: yeah this transition
1: Oh, the transition. I felt. I thought we were just related since we were talking about mm. relationships and stuff like that. Um, what do you think about that? Like, feel like a girl or somebody you're trying to get with that like one or two inches matters like a ton when you're on like a dating profile, like I mean, six zero, six one, or like five eleven.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you could look at like the minimum threshold of like <laughs> what about matters. Difference size, like, oh, does an inch make a difference? A foot definitely makes a difference. 54 no. versus 64 dude, two du- different dudes. Oh, two different two dudes. Two different sure. dudes completely. Um cuz there's, you know, the Napoleon syndrome versus like the kind, you know, gentle giant kind of thing going on.
1: Little gremlin or, energy. <laughs> yeah, little
0: gremlin or maybe you're super scared all the time versus like a giant dude who's just like fight me. The like, super
1: funny small guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you got to be like a chihuahua. You have to do something. Yeah, it definitely affects your personality.
1: <laughs> kind of a bit. Oh, really boring tall guys. They don't yeah. need to be cool. It's right, like a right. really hot chick.
0: Yeah. If you were a little bit uglier, would you be a better person? That's like the um you date the eights, right? <laughs> Nines, too hot. No. They they're fucked. They're fucked in the head. Don't do it.
1: Is that why you stay away?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the reason. That's why no, I could if I wanted
1: to.
0: <laughs> yeah, me and Megan, me and Megan Fox, we could have done it, but I was like, sorry, Megan. I date the eights.
1: I think Megan Fox is actually pretty cool. I've like seen her <laughs> talk about something. Really? Yeah. Also like she was talking about how oh, she the- manifested her machine gun oh, Kelly oh. when she was four. Oh yeah, yeah, don't don't get me wrong. I'm sure like every celebrity <laughs> is a little warped in the head because they're oh, okay. like, out there. But like I don't know, Sydney Sweeney has like a business degree or something like that. Yeah, you know, some of I don't these know that is Sydney Sweeney, the like blonde uh, from Euphoria and from instead of the show. I know Natalie Portman. Didn't she go to Harvard or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you know, okay. like some of these like absolute stellar specimens yeah. of human beings
0: <laughs> they're like See, also I mean maybe that's one of the things cool. it's kind of like a tall poppy thing of like you're too perfect like no, nah, you have to have a flaw <laughs> No, no 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 now that's Lally why you Porgam- like a mole
1: you know like girls like having a mole on their lip that was like a big thing back in the 80s or 60s oh like just beauty mark or whatever yeah, yeah. yeah exactly
0: it's like that it's because it's like oh there's your flaw now <laughs> everything else can be perfect
1: right you need some little bit of asymmetry otherwise you're like oh like you're AI generated yeah interesting
0: should we, yeah. should we leave
1: it back to AI girlfriends? No, <laughs> no I,
0: it is interesting. I don't know. Like, when it comes to, because I mean, from the guy's perspective, I mean, there's definitely something about height, but I think of like the pretty privilege of like a girl who's so hot, like there is something in their head. Oh. Like people treat them uh, differently. Oh, I think yeah, even
1: girls treat hot girls differently. People treat themselves way differently when they think that they're hot too. There's been studies where people- some people are delusional. But, well, yeah. Go ahead. There's been a study where like, person got put on makeup, mm-hmm. and then they went out into the world, and then they came back and wrote a questionnaire. Oh, how did you think other people perceived you? Yada yada, and they'll write in the answers. Mm-hmm. And they did this also with like. The same test subject at like a different time and put on the makeup but mm. then they like didn't tell them that they were taking it all off as well mm. so the person thought that they had all the makeup on mm. they go out into the world and they still report oh yeah everyone's like so nice to me i'm more confident like things are cooler yeah so your impression of like how you look matters so much to how you interact in the world yeah yeah the confidence just yeah when
0: you're looking fly and you go out and you're just like I know.
1: Oh, yeah. A good suit. I yeah. know.
0: Yeah. Oh, you feel like, motherfucker. Yeah, nice like, shave, like yeah, you know, a motherfucker. Nice shave. You like a good haircut. Yeah. I, you, you control the universe at that oh, point. Yeah. Versus like you go out and you're like in sweatpants and your hair's all fucked up and you got like drool on your face. You're like, oh, dude. I oh, look like shit. mustard stain on your shirt. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, oh, dude, don't look at me. And I I think that's kind of like the, um, like the charismatic fat guy thing of like all these dudes are out here like working out it's like you could be fat and just be really charismatic and yeah, get laid yeah, all yeah. the time it's like they just act like they it's like they act like they're not fat or uh, you know
1: all these bodybuilders just- online that I've heard about I guess they all say oh yeah getting this big didn't get me more compliments from women it mm. just gave me more compliments from men yeah. so none of this was a big a plus in the dating scene yeah it's like all the shredded dudes are just for the bros right, like after a
0: certain right. point it's like you're just doing this to like impress the homies <laughs> well i think that it's like yeah i mean cars i get it like you know you're impressing women you have money kind of a thing yeah um i don't know i wonder if women do something similar but how would they do it like oh i'm so rich you're just trying to make other women mad versus guys don't care
1: how rich you are people deal with their clothes and their the way they act to other people i mm. know there's like an old money type of class that mm. they walk around very regal or like no logos on their clothing very fitted shirts yeah like everything's personally tailored you can just kind of tell the color palette is like browns and whites so like it's very yeah. It's like
0: why do you look so good yeah I mean, like what is that yeah that's the thing like i wondered there's levels of richness mm-hmm. to where it's like yeah if you're really rich you're not buying Gucci it's like you're buying shit nobody knows about mm-hmm, you're right. getting tailored suit. you're getting like some Italian dude that nobody knows yeah. you're like oh yeah you, you have a white junk. t-shirt that's nicely tailored to yeah. your body that perfect. perfect and it's like you know like the perfect yeah. silk from like a baby mink right. somewhere
1: you can't tell from afar but you know yeah. someone's a little up with that t-shirt it's yeah. like made out
0: of cotton that's too soft you're like why is that such a good white t-shirt <laughs> like ah uh, something yeah it's that uncanny it's like yeah. you can tell when something Something looks gold versus mm. when something really is gold yeah, yeah. you're like oh what is that That i like that
1: why do you like gold i heard I someone have a take on celebrities that they're interesting because they're in the limelight and they're surrounded by a lot of things but mm. it's also because they've been tailored to look eccentric and a little weird mm. like yeah some of them are really pretty they have asymmetry or like like the perfect symmetry and then a little bit of asymmetry mm-hmm. but their hair is just done up in such a way that you're like wow you couldn't walk past that person on the street without being like wow they're they're really done up they look nice i don't know well because that's sort of their
0: outward facing moments of like oh they're on the red carpet this is the time where Mm -hmm. it's like i need to be ready for my job i need to sell myself versus them on the street would you really because it's like i'll see people on the street um and i'm like this chick is hot as fuck compared to like some girl in a movie I'm like have you seen like why isn't she acting the cash
1: register at Starbucks
0: that makes you fall in love you're like oh my god like you could stab me and I'd still love you kind of girl and you're like yeah exactly and that's just out it's like if she was in front of the camera right boom but she's not yeah so so I think it's yeah I was thinking about Ronaldo
1: when I like think about this you know Ronaldo had like busted teeth and his hair was bad and mm. his face had all this acne but as soon as he becomes a multi-billionaire he's got veneers and yeah uh, really nice hair and everyone's like oh yeah Ronaldo looks really sexy
0: like well i mean that's the the built up thing but i think like talk about rich people like old money mm-hmm. i think there's a certain mystique of like oh like you have superior genetics or you come from a family of hard workers like you are you deserve this and you so, you you have to be smart mm. in some way or you see a rich person and you're like, "Oh, there's something like advantageous about them versus everybody else versus the fact that it's like, maybe they just got lucky. Like, you're a mm. regular Joe. You're just put in a rich place and now you're this.
1: Right. If you went to one of those private schools, it's like, no one knows about like Exeter or something yeah. like that. Like, you're gonna know how to do the things that the middle class yeah. and the, like, quote unquote, upper class can't because you're like, a step above that. Well, I'm sure you've met rich
0: people who you're like, you're like kind of dumb, but yeah, no. they're rich, and you're like, uh,
1: you know. I've also met they rich people benefits. that look like they used what they had, and they're really smart because, I don't oh, know, they yeah. just had everything. Like, yeah,
0: some I mean, rich will just,
1: like, squander it. I know, mean,
0: definitely the, like, education does it provide an advantage. So certain rich people, it's like... Oh no! They have been educated better than other people. They have, you know, tutors. They have the the money to be like, oh yeah, he played polo or some shit. And like also different education. Like,
1: some people are taught, hey, even if like you didn't get the job offer the first time, go to the CEO and say, you know, so and so, and just be like, um, try again. You know, like some people mm-hmm. will be taught that sort of mindset rather than other people who are like, oh, if you didn't get the job, just move on to the next job, you know, mm-hmm. like keep trying, you know, like work harder, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a certain, I don't know. Like there's programming. Like, yeah, there's like cheat codes, I think. Yeah. That certain people get taught at the upper level where it's like, take advantage of these like rich, richy rich type things and also grind. And it's like taxes? Both. Same thing as like, you yeah. be a normal person, like a
0: normal tax-paying citizen versus somebody who knows how to like, funnel like like i've heard of, about real estate trusts mm-hmm. where it's like even if you go bankrupt you yeah. don't own the real estate so you they can't take your house away kind of thing like all of these things is like you need the the right education yeah. for it but also like um you know a public school education you are being built for something like the public school education is has a end goal human
1: factory worker <laughs> yeah
0: factory worker or yeah. office job is yeah, like yeah. What do we need to do to get them ready to be this? Yeah. What do they need to know? And how can we kind of sort out, like, okay, give them the opportunity to do like calculus or to do some science or to know history. And if they're really good at it, then we can kind of, you know, yeah. shuffle them along into oh, you go into college. Oh, you go into grad school. Boop, boop, boop. There. It worked. You're in your place versus the person who mm-hmm. graduated high school, forgot all the bullshit, doesn't care, goes and gets another job. There you go versus if you go to like yeah maybe one of these crazy prep schools or maybe you know versus like a home school or like you're you're just live in the forest right it's like somebody grew up in the forest they're gonna be really good at living in the woods versus some rich guy a rich guy might be great at starting a business and being successful and networking but you put them in the woods they're fucked versus vice versa right like and there's skills of course that you know you can use in either mm. aspects, right it's like once you know the way you know it broadly or whatever the fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. um
1: i was thinking about this like i wonder if to, like nowadays we have alexander the greats who are being taught by private tutors and things like that mm-hmm. and those people end up becoming the elon musks of the world or something like that or is there something different about today where we have technology and education just readily available at our fingertips mm-hmm. or is there still some sort of like hidden knowledge that these mentors like really have to pass down generation to generation you know i mean
0: that's always like you can get conspiracy with that it's like oh like you are allowed into the skull and bones and they're like actually (laughs) this is what this year's election results are gonna be or like you know there's like oh the newspaper that you should really read where they tell the (laughs) truth you know i don't i mean i think it's it's probably like the lame answer of oh a little bit like <laughs> <laughs> half and half. Yeah, it's it's not gonna be like there's a secret society of lizard people, yeah, yeah. you know.
1: But it's also gonna be like it's not like the Freemasons are actually controlling the world. Yeah, but like, they know people. They're you all you definitely like get rich. an advantage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you
0: know. Well, I mean, just like, like networking.
1: It's like yeah. oh, you brush
0: shoulders with this guy's son. Yeah, you're much more likely. Even to if get you're that like in a job. frat in,
1: uh, in college, every guy who like was in that frat is like, oh, I'll give you a job. Don't yeah. Worry about
0: it. yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's yeah. If they're your friends
0: like oh i went to school with so-and-so that was the thing i saw uh there's a cia movie with matt damon in it of of course it's fictionalized to a certain extent no 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 it was like it was like the beginning of the cia okay so he like goes to yale he gets into like the skull and bones society and he's like hanging out with like a professor at like you know the special professors dinners for his prize students and then like because he was close with this professor, somebody approached him about, like, investigating the professor. And then it's like, oh, because he had that experience and also he came from a long... He came from a family of, like, a high-ranking Navy official. It's like, oh, out of the list of... You know, it's like, they're not gonna look at every human in the world. They're like, all right, well, we Mm -hmm. know a couple officer sons or we know a couple of Yale men. And it's like, oh, and this guy has done work for us before. So, he's more likely... Like, there is a short list. They're not... Like, the government... Yeah, I think people are like, oh, the CIA searches through all the analytics. And they're like, oh, this guy answered this science question on the SAT weird. Put him on the list. And then they're going to approach you like some Harry Potter scenario of like, actually, you're secretly a genius because we've been watching you your whole life. It's like, no, maybe you're a genius and you were just like in the (laughs) right place for them to notice you. And then like out of the short list of geniuses, then they picked somebody. So how do you get on that list? That's one thing versus being genius in and of yourself
1: and you know what you just said about the cia analytics made me remember this point that was made recently where you know like there's only like a certain amount of cameras in the world because the cia can only look at a certain like bit of data because Mm -hmm. they only have finite resources Mm -hmm. i feel like things like that and problems like that are gonna uh like problems like Cameras being everywhere mm. will be exacerbated because of AI. Because now you will have tools that can actually like scour it all, all yeah. at once. Like maybe you don't have have that shortlist anymore. You have like all the candidates, and all of a sudden you just have a bot that goes like, "We know exactly who would be yeah. perfect for this role."
0: Yeah, but it's like, what is perfect? Like, what are you evaluating them by? Versus, like, the candidate who you don't think is perfect, right? Oh, he's not rich. He's not from our schools. He's not old money. He's this, you know, nouveau riche asshole who came out of, he, he's from Iowa, and he built himself out of nothing. It's like, he, you know, changing the paradigm. It's like, yeah, you can optimize for something, but you'll get more of the same. Or maybe you can incorporate the wow factor of, like, mm-hmm. ooh, this guy's just kind of fucked in the head enough to be perfect. Because we know he's going to do some crazy shit and change the game. Mm-hmm. Cause
1: it right, there's no omnipotence
0: or om- omniscience, whatever you know, yeah, yeah. knowing everything. Yeah, yeah,
1: not every like. There's no robot that could also do that either. You know? Yeah, like, it's not going to
0: be unknown factors because things you, then can't you can pick like. Up. What is the one like minority report where they like predict the future and they're like, oh, you're going to be a criminal, and then they arrest people before <laughs> they commit crimes. Yeah, that's scary. It's like. Uh, and then, I mean, that comes with the question of, like, is free will real? Which, you know,
1: I we've know been down this, this road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was about to, like, start arguing. <laughs> you heard me. Um, I don't know. I feel I Feel like at a certain point, all these AI tools are going to cause a ton of problems. But some of those problems are going to be good. And some of them are going to be bad. They're going to be, like, yeah. world shifting, you know?
0: I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's going to change the world. But I I think it's like, you know, computers change the world. The, you know, internal combustion Mm. changed the world. Industrial revolution. We're going to change things and solve our problems and then make a whole new fuck ton of problems. And then we're going to have to invent something new to fix that. It's, you know, it's a self-generating cycle of chaos. A non-repeating sequence of numbers that goes on forever.
1: I can't wait till there are no more phones. I'm really excited for a day when... The chip in your spine. I don't know. Whatever the interface is... I just don't want to be looking down at my phone anymore. Like, I feel like every time I look at <laughs> That's my like phone, weird. my neck cranes a little bit. I'm, like, using the same thumb to scroll through things. I just kind of want to throw it into the ocean and have all the, like, amenities of the internet. And it's like you're adapting to the phone. Yeah, I can't. Like, I don't want my body to have to adapt to the phone. I want.
0: But like, it's like, do you ever do like a sport where you're getting calluses, and you're like, oh, I don't want to have to change my hands for the sport, you know?
1: Yeah, actually, I mean, I do like calluses because, for like, if I weightlift and I have calluses, yeah, that helps me then grab onto a branch or mm-hmm. play at a playground. I actually do want to do those things, so mm-hmm. the calluses are beneficial to me in the long run, and like, they help me not just in a local setting but in a global setting. Hmm. I don't think that the evolutionary the crane neck is not yeah. that beneficial. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just good. I can read this book so easily now. Like yeah. that's great. You know, I'm like, oh shit, I got to work out like my spine. I got to like make sure I sit up better at my desk. You know, that's
0: yeah, not
1: fun. it's just like mildly annoying. And I think that there's gonna be a better interface than phones pretty soon. I think there's already some company, uh, I think Humane or something like that, mm. made this pin that you can put on your sh- on your sh- uh, your shirt, and it uh talks to you using some AI. You can just talk back and forth and there's no interface to look at. Mm. Only like maybe one that like holographically shows on your hand if you put it in front of it. But other than that, it's all voice. I don't think that's going to catch on because it's too clunky and people Mm. don't like talking to Siri in public. Mm -hmm. But eventually something's going to take it so that we don't have this like one pound thing in our pocket, you know, Uh, it's less than a pound.
0: Yeah. It is curious. I, I, I'm, thinking about like the the virtual assistant but like in your mind is gonna be so powerful of like ooh, like set that date and then it goes and does it and then it r- reminds you later versus having to be like oh, i my go take out my phone yeah. blah, blah blah or navigation wise or something like that of just the idea of like having a cortana yeah. that's like not a piece of shit it's gonna be like ooh, are you gonna you know maybe you're gonna herd, fall in right, love with right. your ai or something like that i don't know part of me wishes like I'm like, oh, this EMP is going to be so good. <laughs> like, cannot wait to have to talk to people again. Like, because I find sometimes when like people can message me, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, I wish you couldn't message me right now. Like, like yeah. you know, like you're on Teams and like your professor messages you like at 7 p.m. on a Sunday. And you're like, fuck, like if there was no technology, I wouldn't have to deal with this until Monday.
1: There's a cognitive load to being on Slack 24 mm-hmm. yeah, 7, something like that, where you're just getting Outlook emails or notifications coming in you don't want to be bugged by that and I, I think it'd be great to unplug in some sort of way
0: yeah or like somebody can call you at any time and you're like oh I don't wish like oh. no you have to show up and talk to me you have to go and the, like the the like energy input required to see mm-hmm. me is so much higher yeah. that then people it's fuck off it's to be important right? yeah it's gonna be important yeah <laughs> that's what I was I'm like yeah everybody like fuck off i've noticed that even changing
1: locations in my job if i'm at my desk where i normally am mm-hmm. people will come to me for smaller tasks but if i go to the study room off to the right where like people don't often go to i'll only get bothered for like one or two big tasks mm. during the day when people are like
0: seeking you out right right, right. Well, i think it's like it's kind of like junk food of like if you don't put it in the house you're a lot less likely to yes, eat it just exactly. like going out and getting yeah, yeah. it like oh fine yeah. i guess i won't you know <laughs>
1: I'm really concerned about what happens when we have people who start neuralink linking and turning themselves themselves into, I don't know, enhanced humans, cyborg type things. Like, what's going to happen when those people are a class above people who are more inclined to be native human, you know? Because those people will outperform them, they're going to out-enhance mm-hmm. them, and they're going to be like, ultra-competitive, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, in a business setting, in a Uh, communication setting like how can you compete with someone who automatically does what you do in a year in like 30 seconds
0: hopefully it burns their brain and they die faster and then it's even
1: (laughs) you just don't want any sense i guess no i like i don't know i mean that's kind
0: of like the the old money of like the first people who like discovered oil mm-hmm. now
1: they're rich forever oh i'm super scared of that That like we're not going to have a distributed system of ai or a distributed system of all these perks that's just going to be the
0: well you we don't have a distributed system of wealth so it's like why would we distribute anything any other like level of power we don't distribute power 100 percent.
1: well i guess if we were lived in some sort of reality where everyone had a their own ai system that was as powerful as the best company you know like mm-hmm. if, if you don't if you weren't using some cloud computing ai and everyone had a really good set of weights on their phone that allowed their personal ai to work at like maximum potential mm-hmm. then you'd have a decentralized force to allow everyone to experiment and get ahead in their own unique way that'd be cool i don't want it to be the case that all of a sudden google flips on their ai and they've Chained it to a wall and have like a a god at their disposal because then they're just gonna rule the world, you know? Someone in there will be able to do some messed up stuff that is gonna infringe on what we consider the rights of others. I think they might, but only for a
0: time. I don't think it will be permanent dominance. I think it'll be a case of it will be like chaos in the beginning where nobody knows what's going on and you lay down the this is the law of right now and it's crystallized of like okay, only the elites get AI because it's so expensive and you're gatekeeping and now they're so rich from it. But then like, you know, over time, maybe it becomes so cheap that anybody can use it. And now like you have all these breakthrough cases of people who like, ooh, maybe smart enough to figure out how to steal his own AI or he creates Mm -hmm. his own ai and now he's the nouveau riche of ai like
1: oh like how it works right now with phones you know like
0: yeah or like like my family has had
1: ai for centuries it's like it's like
0: having like the same butler that took after your grandfather and your father and you it's like oh we've had this ai and it's you know in sync with our family versus the new guy who's like oh he just got his ai like this is a bullshit kind of thing but maybe it's better like it's it's you know it will cool, you know, it's like a volcano. Like, there's going to be all the lava, it's all gooey, it's flowing around. Eventually, it's going to cool down and get really hard and crystallized, and it's not going to move that much. But then it's going to fucking explode all over again. And so it's like, and luckily, nothing lasts forever, right? So it's it's not like they're going to get dominance over the world and just have it forever, but they're going to have it for long enough. To where you're gonna die and then you're not gonna see the change.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't want something like that. Like if someone puts in Neuralink 4.0 and essentially becomes smarter than any person on the planet, Mm -hmm. can become the president in the next week, Mm -hmm. and then get control of all the nukes, that's not a good case. I don't wanna live in that world, because then I will be at a severe disadvantage.
0: Unless you're that person. Then that'd be really awesome.
1: Oh yeah, but like Maybe 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 they would wanna like
0: kill themselves though. Maybe it's like some it's like too powerful, it's too good. Like there's right, nothing's free. So there's no way it's like oh this guy just becomes god cuz he got lucky. I mean, maybe that's me kind of going back to like, oh yeah, I hope like girls are so hot that there's they have to be crazy. It's like maybe they're fine. Like maybe the people with AI are going to be all right and they're just going to do really well. And that's going to suck
1: for some people. Yeah, I think that's wishful thinking. I'm trying to make sure that there's some sort of world where it's like decentralized i don't know i think that's the only way that you could do it that everyone has the same level of capability
0: you can i think you'll be able to increase the level like increase the amount of people who do well but it's not gonna be everybody it's like even like again again talking about wealth right like just look at the world there are areas that are so poor Mm -hmm. and they're gonna be poor and, like, they have a couple people who rise up, but then there's areas like America where it's, like, generally we're rich. Now, there are the crazy rich motherfuckers out of us,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but generally we are richer than most people. And so we have all these luxuries. And so I think it's, like, there's going to be some people who are, like, God AIs, but I think a good amount of people are going to have pretty good AIs. Yeah. And they're going to be – I mean, and it will be, like, classist or not classist, but, like, there will be classes yeah. of, like, oh, he's not connected. Like, he's AI. He, he's just – Vanilla human walk around like free balling, and right. maybe some people will choose that. Like it'll drive them insane, or they don't want to know everything. Uh-huh. Um But I, I don't think we're gonna get to a point—at least not for a long time—where everybody's gonna have AI. Maybe everybody in America can have it. Like everybody can have smartphones. Mm-hmm. But again, like go to Africa, how many people I guess have I'm smartphones? Afraid of
1: the sci-fi future where there's a big population of people with cybernetic enhancements Hmm. neural links and all this stuff ai's at their disposal that Hmm. can just do a million things tesla bots running around doing things for them that those people radically change the world in a way that then all the other humans who decided to stay human stay non-synthetic stay native humans stay Hmm. those people get steamrolled i don't want to make a world like that like look at like colonization
0: like the group with the best boat and weapon technology just steamrolled the whole world.
1: Right. I think we want to prevent more instances of that. And that might just be how it is. That's the way.
0: (sighs) I think... The first guy to get the spear probably fucked everybody up who was out here with fists, right? Bringing a knife to a fist fight.
1: I don't know. I think there's paradigms that exist where we get less instances of war and bloodshed, you know? Like, Mm. mutually assured destruction, Cold War era is bad, and there's a lot of things that... Some history professor could probably educate me on, but I think in general it was probably better that it warded off more hot wars mm-hmm. where people were just throwing bodies at one another. Yeah. So I think there's yeah. probably paradigms like that where you could maybe come up with theories on how we can equitably allow people to enhance themselves, become more like supreme and powerful, but maybe also let people. Natural.
0: Who, oh, like well, define natural. Like, like like you need a certain level of war. You know, like like, it's I think, according to who? Well, I think about it like right. We, it's almost like we 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 paid for peace with a fuck ton of people dying during World War One, World War Two. It's like, all right, that's enough bodies for now. Mm-hmm. But it's been about you know a little bit less than hundred years. It's like we need to start paying some more bodies. Not that we need to, but it's happening again. And if things go the way you know, like we go to World War Three. How many bodies are we gonna to have to pay for that? Maybe we'll have the great peace afterwards for a long time, but how many people are gonna die for that to happen?
1: I don't think there's any like necessary story, you know. Yeah, I
0: mean it is kind of like a like a book way of thinking about it. You know, it's like ah, uh, every thousand years we kill a million people, and then the, right. the war god is staved off for another millennia like
1: right there's nothing like written into the code of the universe I think that says oh yeah every millennia or so this many people need to die I think we're better captains of this ship called humanity and I think we can do things that'll minimize the amount of suffering that a lot of people have but I think there's
0: you know you can't have order without chaos there's a certain amount of chaos that has to occur sometimes maybe it'll be a different kind of chaos and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, like, deaths, right? But it can't always be a good stable time because that leads to things going bad. Like, things get old and fatigued and, and like, old systems don't, like, work forever, right? They, they have a prime and then eventually they're, like, you know, the environment changes so they're not suited to that environment anymore and so they need to change but you don't – it's very hard to change things slowly versus just like waiting until it's so bad and then it – then, then a huge change happens. Mm. It's like, you know, every if – if humans were like that, it's like everybody would just study a little bit constantly before a test and then they would be ready by the time they're done for the test versus how it is for most students, I think, depending on how, you know, conscientious <laughs> you are. You know, I'm not exactly a good student. But it's like you have a month to study. Okay, three weeks are going to be chill, and then week number four is going to suck ass because we just kind of cram it all at once. It's never yeah. slow drip of studying. It's none and then radical change. Study, 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 test, and then move on. Repeat.
1: I mean, you want to shoot for the study, study, study throughout like your I- month, right? Yeah. You want to shoot for those equilibrium points where less people are dying in wars, right? That would be good. Right, right. Like, I, I don't think there's much <laughs> argument to be made about which one's the state that we want to work towards. I think maybe you have a good point that, yeah, things are chaotic and that there's going to be flux and we can't guarantee anything, which I'm super for. Like, mm-hmm. nothing's guaranteed. But yeah, I think we can make it so that, like, less people die in the long run if we come at it with a more, I don't know, Forward-thinking mind. I think a lot of people are rushing into mm-hmm. things like pretty quickly right now. There's a big movement right now online about effective accelerationism versus effective altruism. Where like the accelerationists just want to go gung ho, like pedal to the floor, like let's make AI, let's make AGI, mm-hmm. no matter what happens, it's all going to go well. And then the effective altruists they want to say, hey, slow down. There's safety risks, safety concerns. Like what if it's more powerful than us and squashes us like a bug? Mm-hmm. You know. I think. I want to find a little bit of a middle ground between the two. Although I lean more accelerationist, I definitely want Mm. all this technology to come now, sooner, let's make it happen, let's create a world full of prosperity and a lot of really cool things. Mm -hmm. I still want to, like, have a telescope out, trying to, like, anticipate what the risks are. Like, let's not make the paperclip machine that turns us all into paperclips, you know? Yeah.
0: I think it's both. It's just, like, people don't tend to be moderate you know it, it like society ends up moderate because you have like like the politics of of the policy of the United States right ends up somewhat moderate be, not because we have a bunch of moderate people it's because we have a bunch of left wing people and a bunch of right wing people and they go to war, and then eventually it's it kind of ends up in the middle. You just get like an equilibrium. Yeah. So it's right. like you have some altruists, you have some accelerationists, and they fight each other, and then they kind of pull on each other, and you end up in the middle. Hmm. And like maybe the tug of war, right, they're going to win. It's going to go, oh, it's a little bit accelerationist right, right now. Yeah. It's a little bit altruist. But I don't see a time where one wins out over everybody. And if it does that's not going to last forever because there's going to be like a gradient of like how accelerationist are you? Is everybody just, mm-hmm. you know, are you all going to be like as gung-ho as possible? What's as gung-ho as possible? So are you all the exact same amount of gung-ho? And it's the extreme or is there going to be one person who's a little bit extra gung-ho and now you're like, oh, that
1: guy's crazy. Right. It's like when you ask someone like, are you conservative or right-wing? There's like 20 different definitions. Yeah. yeah. It's all kind of relative. Yeah. So... That's a good point. I'm, I'm interested in looking at it like that because all I see is a Twitter debate storm where people are going, Oh, you should be canceled. Like, get off of this. Yeah. Stop saying slow down. You just want to turn us into communists and, like, yeah. stop AI. Like, you're a heathen. But that's such a, like a, a niche in the world, too. Is like, Oh, yeah. I know this is like a tiny little
0: microcosm I'm talking about. I don't know. I think, like, and think maybe it- it's going to be bigger than really will be like like I guess sort of the oh when you first get the bomb you're gonna set the atmosphere on fire Mm -hmm. kind of concern of like ah, I think the concern that you make general AI and it takes over the world is like maybe but probably not you know like 90-10 right
1: so it's you know (laughs) there's a phenomenon online where people are reporting the P-doom like what probability do you it now that over
0: under on are we gonna kill ourselves in the near future i don't know man maybe an asteroid will come and get us all the aliens bro they're gonna save us from ourselves
1: (laughs) it's kind of frightening though that all the like most of the people at the head of all these ai companies have a non-zero p doom like their Mm. p doom is at least like five percent ten percent maybe even 20 you know and that's high i feel like when we were doing the calculations for the bomb it was Probably lower than that. Yeah. I think it was like
0: one to five percent, maybe something like that. I don't know we just, we would just be guessing.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: like, I I think it's more comforting than somebody who's like, oh, it's zero, because that person's fucking
1: crazy. Oh yeah, that
0: person. You're like, oh, don't yeah. let that guy do shit. Like that guy's nuts.
1: Unless he explains exactly why the math works out. To
0: like- no, got, it, you need the imperfection, right? <laughs> Anybody he believes in himself hundred percent, you're like, he's delusional. I don't trust that guy. Mm-hmm. You have to have the flaw. Where's the flaw? Where is I need it, you know? Yeah. Maybe he picks his nose. Full that's circle enough for <laughs> me, yeah.
1: You need that beauty mark. Yeah.
0: I I think AI, I don't know that it's going to be that powerful, although I'm, I don't know enough. I think people who are in the field who know what it is do see the power, and it will definitely be powerful, but I don't... I, I'm very skeptical skeptical about like doomsday predictions mm-hmm. because it's like...
1: I think it's premature for doomsday predictions because, I don't know, I feel like there's some people in the Reddit singularity space who are saying, oh yeah, AGI is going to come within the next five months. You know, it's, it's going to be here. We're going to like change the entire world. I feel like people have always been saying that. But yeah. I think, I don't know, maybe 10 years, maybe a little more conservative. I think once everyone starts picking their heads up and being like wait this is a different thing I think we had a little small version of that when mm. ChatGPT came out and everyone was like oh my god yeah it's a thing we're all kind of just talking about it as though it's mm-hmm. oh like we have AI now big whoop once everyone stops saying big whoop once everyone's like oh like mm. really concerned I think that's when we've hit kind of a a point to be like oh okay like yeah. get get every team guy to red team this and yeah, figure out how to slow down the possibility of risk not necessarily the possibility of the upside well
0: it's like it's like any new technology that comes out it's like oh it's in the zeitgeist right of like mm-hmm. i don't know i can't think of an example but it's like i assume like ooh, when computers first came out we're like oh my god they're gonna do everything right and then it kind of died down and then slowly we got pcs and then slowly yeah. it built up but there was that probably initial first spike of like oh my god or like fusion is like you know they had that experiment recently where they they made it work, right? Mm-hmm. And now everybody's like free energy forever, like we're gonna do it, guys. We solved the, the, we solved global warming. It's like that's gonna die down, and then we're gonna slowly build it back up. But the way people work, it's like that's the fad, right? You can't. Nobody's most people aren't like moderate. They're either like that's bullshit, or oh, we're gonna fucking die. <laughs> oh my god, you know it's, it's very hard to find somebody who's in the middle, and it, like. Nobody can predict the future. I think like people saying like, "Oh, you know, 5 months from now, AI is going to happen." It's like, "Well, if you have, you know, a million people, you'll probably get somebody who guesses like every single day in the calendar for the next like 10 years." Hmm. So it's like, one of them's going to be right, but it's like, did they really know or did mm-hmm. they get lucky? And you could say like, "Oh, well, they got lucky because the way they were born and their education allowed them <laughs> to do that calculation." And then so that's why they figured it out. Whatever. Um, but like did they just get lucky? You know, it's like they threw the dart blindly and they mm-hmm. hit the bullseye versus like actually knowing. You know, it's like is Sam Altman going to correctly predict it or is it some jackass on Reddit who just got lucky? <laughs> that one dude. I don't know. From Iowa. Yeah, from
1: Iowa. What do you think about super alignment? There's a paper that just came out where OpenAI talks about this possibility that they're exploring where maybe you can make a mini-AI that controls a little bit larger AI and that one controls a little bit larger one and then you have like the largest AI at the AI at the end. So if you trace the line back, it's the human that's like directing the whole thing. But...
0: What does that pl- mean like controlling it? Like giving it prompts or like...
1: I guess the idea is to steer it so that it doesn't do anything that humans don't want. Because the fear is that if you have a super intelligent AI that can control robots and spread pathogens and decide to do bio warfare that would be a bad thing right we We wouldn't be able to control that we gotta take a pause real quick we'll be right back all right (laughs) yeah where were we we were saying something about alignment Um, alignment
0: theory of like a smaller ai controlling a bigger ai bigger 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 yeah
1: anyways main point on that whole thing is i don't really think it's gonna work i think it's kind of like people trying to make their hands bigger and just like Mm -hmm. be able to put their paws on a god and try to like force it like from a long distance away mm. I don't really think that's going to work so Anyways, you need then. leverage right yeah like that leverage I think is too long I think in between there's going to be mess ups and like smaller AIs if you don't get it perfect they're going to have like ripple effects and like every little ripple down the line is going to come into mm. um, it's going to result in something that you don't want at the end point and that I think is going to be a problem unless we like make it the black box, like, not a black box, where you can kind of see everything and mm-hmm. really, like, tell. I feel like if the human can tell every single piece, that'd be great. But I don't think we can do that right now. Maybe I think Neuralink is going to be the the thing that helps us where we kind of, like, blend with the AI. And yeah. It, yeah. if If you do that, then maybe we stand a fighting chance about not being taken over by something that's smarter than us. If we make ourselves smarter.
0: I think it's going to be... I mean there's definitely like the level of control and that would be a perfect technology if any young budding computer science is looking for something to research just, like figuring out to you know we'll, we'll, yeah. yeah or like no white boxing the black box oh yeah but I think it's going to be kind of like we're creating a new animal of like we're still learning how to like control this beast like a lion tamer yeah. it's like most of the time we'll have control but every once in a while somebody's going to get eaten <sighs> it's like okay what is getting eaten though it's like are are we gonna blow up a country or is it just like a couple people starve
1: like a little bit I really want to make the upside better but (laughs) I don't want us to create a monster that we can't control like I
0: feel like that's just a bad thing I mean but we've already done that so many times
1: I don't know know. this is different this is like creating a different species I mean we have like nuclear weapons we could blow up the world we're
0: controlling the beast if we fuck up which who knows we might fuck up sometime soon but like that's gonna have large consequences. It yeah. is a, a, an unwieldy beast.
1: The decision is still in our hands, though, whether or not to press the nuke. At least as a human in that. When you have a different species that is completely alien, that's when you get things like Skynet and you get Terminator. Mm. That's not ideal. I don't know. We'll keep working on this. Yeah. We'll, Sorry, think... guys. We gotta go. That's
0: so <laughs> oh, why we're being so quick. Oh, do you have any any closing thoughts?
1: Uh, I'm starting to learn how to code even as a stem cell researcher. So let's go for anyone out there is inspired by that. Maybe get involved on in this. I feel like the brave new world is just starting. So excited to see what the next podcast is like. Maybe the world yep. will be different by then.
0: Load up on your summer boys. It's going to be rough. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, and we'll see you next time. Catch you on the third one. Peace.